0: Established that your surname is Kita, uh, not Kita, um, but your first name is definitely Adrian. Were you named after Adrian Mole?
1: I have no idea. You'd have to ask my parents. I don't know. I think I mean my mum just liked the name and she just stuck with it. I think.
0: Is it a particularly Polish name? I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think so. I've heard more Romanians are called Adrian, but I, I, I really don't know. I think I think she
1: just went with it. She just stuck with it. She just like yeah.
0: There aren't that many Adrians being born today, just like there aren't many Nigels or Borises. Actually, I hope there's not many Borises. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are what is called a student. How fun have the last 18 months been for you? Fill me in, because I'm 33 and I don't know about these things.
1: Uh, last 18 months have, have been pretty much a whirlwind, to be fair. It's been, um, it's been up and down. The start, of, the start of first year was glorious, actually being able to go off to after university to actually study. At university on the campus and then as soon as march march 2020 hit everything closed down and the country went into lockdown so it's so it's really kind of been sat, sat at home uh learning by by yourself essentially uh, doing things here and there um with university and just learning the ins
0: and outs of what's it like to be a journalist and also on the side going to football
1: games like I do uh, on a regular basis. So, yeah, it's been been
0: quite fun. And it is delightful to tick off Mansfield Town. Now, you're in the football library, and as far as I know, Rebecca Adlington hasn't written anything about Mansfield Town FC, nor indeed has anyone else. Um, So, two questions coming from that paragraph. Have you seen any of the Adlington family in Mansfield? And two, do you know of any books about Mansfield Town? Uh,
1: I believe that there has been a book written about Mansfield Town. I'm not quite sure who the author is, but I believe there is a book about Mansfield Town and about uh, the history of the club. Uh, Regarding the Adlington family, yes, I have seen uh, Rebecca Adlington. And funnily enough, a fun fact, um, her sister, um, Laura, um, used to be my PE teacher. Oh, wow. I so I've got so I was pretty I was pretty fortunate to have uh, one of the Adlingtons as my PE teacher and as uh, a tutor um, in secondary school so yeah I, I I class myself as quite lucky.
0: You see it wasn't a stupid question. Uh, Rebecca Adlington was it Beijing that she won those medals?
1: I believe so yeah. I believe it was.
0: And then she came to London with the kudos of being one of our own. Wonderful swimmer, <laughs> wonderful ambassador for sport and of course an ambassador for Mansfield town uh although John and Caroline Radford may have something to say about that we're talking about Mansfield town who are in league 2 and they are solidly league 2 have you come across Mr and Mrs Radford or Lord and Lady Radford as they should be
1: <laughs> they took over i believe it was at the start of the, of the 2010s uh from Keith Haslam um it was it was a particularly uh, dreadful period under Haslam really Financial instability, shall we say? Uh, but I, I really wasn't around in that in that sort of time. I was not supporting uh, Mansfield then uh, because I was relatively young. I was well, pr- probably about six, seven years old. So I, I, God knows what what was happening back then. But I've been filled in uh, ever so slightly by by some um, some fans, and obviously experts have told told me also uh, those those things. But it's been it's been a breath a breath of fresh air really to have uh, to have Carolyn and John uh, Radford. It's been um, I want to I want to say we've been very lucky because uh, to have financially financially stable owners and seeing clubs uh, like Barry from from League Two like Macclesfield go one day it's, it's it's not what you want to see. But having having owners that are are able to pump in uh, the money year on year and are able to do so. Um, on a yearly basis, and have done for the past for the past ten or so years it it's, it's been great it's been it's been absolutely fantastic to have them on
0: board God it is so easy to run a football club just know what's coming in know what's going out gain the support of the emotional stakeholders like yourself try and buy an asset who will um mature and you can sell on try and get some youngsters in try and get some old pros and hey presto, you will finish eleventh twenty first twelfth twelfth eighth 4th, 21st, 16th, uh, and you'll be a mainstay of professional football. Your CEO is David Sharp, who is only a couple of years older than you. I barely think he's 30, David Sharp. Came from Wigan, and he knows how to run a football club. Has he got his hand firmly on the tiller? Well, uh, I'd,
1: li- I'd like to hope so. I mean, he's, he's obviously brought in uh, our new manager, Nigel Clough, he's obviously gained he's obviously shown his pedigree, the, the, the and he was able to persuade uh, Nigel to join the club, which you you, you can't go past that. You mean you, you look at Nigel Clough, you look at his father Brian Clough, and, and you just see how many trophies, his stature in football in general, and it, it's clearly passed on to his son, um, his son Nigel. So, I mean, with with David Sharp, he has spoken that he's he's obviously been looking more of a football side of things, as he's not been able to look at the fans' perspective, seeing. Uh, seeing the four stadiums in flow on a match day because of the pandemic that we're currently in, um, but certainly with with all the transfer business and uh, the signing of um, Nigel Clough and all the other um, staff that are in uh, Mansfield Town Football Club, I mean it's it's, it's been great alongside alongside uh, chair, uh, Chairman and uh, Chairwoman uh, Caroline and John. Um, it's it's been great. It's been great to have um, David Chop on board. It, it really has been.
0: Yeah, jolly good. Um, and Wigan survived by skin of teeth, so Wigan haven't dropped to the fourth tier. That's a completely different story. I should say, you're a broadcast journalist student uh, at Nottingham Trent. Who are your broadcasting heroes? Oh, there's,
1: there's too many. I mean, you look, at, you look at commentary, you look at Martin Tyler, it's, 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 just, it's just amazing what he, what he produces uh, on a regular basis. He's I a mean, bit, you look sorry,
0: at, to, sorry to come in there, he is a bit, he always trends, Every time he does it, he seems to be all his excitement goes into the three word and it's live and then he's quite unexcitable. He get he lets Gary Neville do the excitable things and Tyler just uses his nouse to tell it like it is, to say what the play is. But yeah, he's very good at his job.
1: Um, commentary in the past is is Sergio Aguero's he's it's, it's it's just it's just them one line sentences that really stick in the mind and as as a broadcast journalist, as you say, it's it, it, it really has been uh, a person that I've been that I've been looking up to, really, because especially looking looking at the sports side of things that I I really do want to get into. It's it's a person that has inspired me to maybe I want to say broaden the horizons, look at the broadcasting side, look at the look at the potentially more fun side of instead of just writing here here and there about uh, Mansfield Town, but. I find both aspects really fun. And
0: yeah, definitely Martin Tyler is one of the, one of the heroes of broadcast for me. I don't watch, te- I don't watch football on TV. Uh, I went through a phase of listening to John Murray every week. I have a problem with Five Live because it's pitching down. It's trying to be blokey and it's not for me. And I think some of the summarizers are not are just not very good. are just unlistenable, unfortunately. And if you're going to flick the radio on, you've got to have friends. Pat Nevin is the best. Chris Waddle's very good. Uh, we're going into the Euro, so there'll be a whole host. What is your view on Robert Savage as a broadcast journalist? Uh,
1: mixed opinion, really. He's yeah, I mean, correct. Sometimes he comes out with the right thing, which it should happen, but sometimes it's just the, the, the complete opposite. and You're just thinking, well, what's this guy doing on broadcasting and what, what's, what does he actually bring to the table? But No, Savage, savage, it's a a mixed bag of emotions with him, and I really don't have a strong opinion on him, but I don't mind him on the most part.
0: Well, he has helped to save Macclesfield Town, or Macclesfield FC, as they are now, so I wish Robbie well. He's written two books, which are fine. Um, The the star broadcaster is Peter Crouch, who, certainly amongst the under-40s demographic, is just brilliant. Are you a fan of that Peter Crouch podcast?
1: I'd say so. It's... It, it certainly it certainly hits the demographic as you say, and it's it's one of those podcasts where you could you could actually interact with, it's very enjoyable. I must admit. So it, it, Peter Crouch it is one of them where you're looking at an ex-pro, uh, and you're thinking, "Nah, there's no chance that he could be successful and he could be a good broadcaster." But Peter
0: Crouch Peter Crouch has definitely done very well for himself. Indeed, yes, especially with the wife that he has. Um, You present, and we'll talk about motor racing if there's time, uh, On The Grid, which is a podcast that started in April, uh, and there have been four, so I'm I'm sure you're excited about cars and drivers. But my question pertains to the the nature of broadcasting, which is, from what's the style you adopt, is it one-to-one, i.e. you're broadcasting for one listener, and then one listener and one listener, or is it one-to-many? Is it like you're broadcasting to a field full of people? I'm very curious to see what you're being taught at Nottingham Trent, especially with the rise of uh, the kind of podcast that talks to guys rather than, hey, gu- hey, dear listener, it's hey, guys. That's the era we're in, isn't it? Hey, guys, listen to this.
1: Yes, I completely agree with you. I mean, um, we we recorded, we recorded, incidentally, we recorded an episode today, which uh, should be out in uh, tomorrow. Um, about um, the coming up uh, F one Grand Prix, which which is in Azerbaijan. But, yeah, um, boring. But boring. Uh, there we go. Um, I've got two lovely co hosts, and we we tend to um, present to many people because we don't know we don't know if it, if it's just going to be one listener, two listeners. We don't know. We don't know. I've, I've got I've got a bit of a bit of an overview as, as the as the podcasts uh, run their numbers. But no, it's, 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 it's generally hey guys because it's, we we're trying to we're trying to expand a bit. Obviously, uh, Twitter interactions, social media also help but very much. So in in gaining in gaining um, viewership and listenership. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's generally the, the new style, the new the new hey guys, the the new kind of broadening horizons of the of the for hopefully um, more listeners we gain hopefully.
0: Um, it's, it's, it, it, it tends to uh, be more of, more of a hey guys type of thing. Yeah, which, are, which is fine. It's like when you're talking to uh, a wide net of people on Twitter. But for me, the broadcasters I enjoy whisper in your ear or they say, come into my sitting room where I sit with my books on my records and join me. Um, so I, I will listen to the On The Grid podcast. When I say I boo to Azerbaijan, this is a horrible, horrible country and the people are lovely, uh, the country is horrible, and it's obviously Petr uh, In 30 seconds, Bottas, Hamilton, Raikkonen, is he still racing? Who's going to win this year?
1: Between, it's between Hamilton and, and Verstappen this year. Uh, the, the young Dutchman has really brought it, it to Hamilton, and after Hamilton's uh, disaster class in Monaco, uh, Verstappen is leading the Drivers' Championship there. I think I think it, it it will be Lewis Hamilton to get his eighth world world championship and he will uh, cement his um legacy as a, as a true great in the sport
0: who doesn't pay tax but we won't go there. I remember Jos Stappen racing. I mean, we used to watch this was before your time. Um 1990s, Damon Hill, Mika Hakkinen, David Coulthard, the great Shumi. Uh, and then I just gradually lost interest although some of the best bits of sports cinema are uh, that film Rush about Hunt and Lauder, uh, and the James Gay reese Asif Kapadia film Senna, which is not about motor racing. It's about a guy from Brazil.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I've definitely wa- watched the James Hunt and the Nicky Lauder film. It's it really it really displays. But um, back in back in those days, those days, it was it was drivers really risking their lives. It, it still is, um, but it really did display what, what the drivers would put through, especially with the wet conditions in Japan and and uh Lauda's crash in a, in San San Marino, I believe it was, or Germany, uh one of the two. I'm glad that m- more films would be would be filmed like that, um, especially the drive to survive that's that's happening on Netflix, um, showing um more of the insights of, of what drivers do on a on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is just fly first class while the car gets tuned. But they are athletes, because they have to drive I always say, I I wouldn't drive at 200 miles an hour down a track with um, conditions as they are, but I I admire Formula 1. It's like the music of MIA. I appreciate it, but I wouldn't sit down to watch two hours of it. Uh, It's personal, we'll move off Formula 1, but you do write about F1 and also Formula 2 for Prost International. Uh, Predominantly it's football, but is there any difference writing football pieces and motorsport pieces, or at the same kind of discipline?
1: Um, but generally, generally saying with 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 Formula Two, it's it's more of a it's more of a report piece. It's more of things that are happening on track. Which I mean, for Formula Two, is it's a lot more than you think uh, happens in in Formula One because the cars are essentially uh, the same. It's down to the drivers to actually gain the points and actually perform. Uh, to the standard, it's nothing to do with the cars. The cars are the are the same the same quality throughout the field in Formula Two. So yeah, with 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 football writing and with motorsport writing, it's it's it's, it's generally the same the same format. Apart from in my football writing, it's a, it's a preview and it's a and it's a feature piece on uh, a player that's caught my eye per se. And with with Formula Two, it might be it might be a preview. It might be a report. It might be a feature or it might even be an interview piece with uh, one, of the, one of the drivers that, has, that have spoken to, to myself or to one of my colleagues
0: uh, about about the race or even about their careers. Formula One, the Constructors' Championship, is as important as the Drivers' Championship and the great figures of F1 have been Frank Williams, Adrian Newey, um, Ross Braun and is it Christian Horner. Was that Red Bull? He was more of the CEO than the... Tech guy, right? Who's married Jerry Halliwell.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah so, uh, yes. Yeah, so I know a little. I know enough to get by. But then when you put that to football, you are as interested, and you've, you've done this in your work, in who's in the dugout than who's the number nine or the number five. So having Nigel Clough there, and I must stress at the moment, because Wrexham are sniffing, a reader is as interested in what Nigel has to say uh, than what's going on with George Lapsley or uh, Jordan Bowery. Yes, hundred percent. I mean,
1: pers- personally, I think I think the manager's the, the most reliable source for uh, for, for things uh, regarding press conferences, etc. Because he has he has the most to say. He has the as they say he has he has one of the final say's uh, in in proceedings. And Nigel Clough, uh, even though um, Rex and and I think I think he will be he will be saying at Mansfield Town because it's simply uh, what he has at Mansfield. Um, is a is a rebuild process where he he now is focusing on uh, creating a new squad essentially and uh, trying to go for a charge up the League Two table this season. I mean, what he has at Mansfield, I don't think he has. He, he will have at Wrexham, but I, I may be I may be wrong. Um, but no, I, it's, it's writing about about Nigel Clough and about some other players, for example. It's it's very interesting. But Nigel has has. Most of the time, a lot to say about the game or uh, transfers or previews ahead of the game. So it's, it's definitely a reliable source to, to fall back on and definitely worth uh,
0: writing about a, a, a heady, heady bit of the time. And also very fun to have an England international in charge. Nigel Clough, doesn't he live in Mansfield or if not Mansfield, like suburban Nottingham?
1: Uh, yes, I believe I believe he, li- he lives in the East Midlands. Obviously, he's he's been he's been ever local. Um, obviously, it picking up jobs in, in Burton, in Derby, uh, in Sheffield United. So you'd, you'd think that he, he lives he lives near near and um, local to Mansfield. So therefore, it's quite um, easy for him to to travel to to the ground yeah. from the ground
0: games, etc. Which makes me think that Wrexham is too far away. And this, the second thing is you're aware who owns Wrexham. If they're making a documentary, they do not want a dour Midlander who is his own man. They're going to want someone box office. I don't know who's going to manage Wrexham. We're talking on June the 3rd. Uh, but it's got to be someone who's good on camera. Harry Redknapp was this, the first one that popped into my head. Um, they helped to be a black manager, of course. But Wrexham are trying to get out of the conference Salford City have got out of there, but they seem to have hit a plateau. Uh, it's harder than it looks getting out of League Two. I'll run it through once again. 11-21, 12-12-8, 4-21 and 16. Uh, which was your favourite of those seasons?
1: The ones in the EFL, definitely the 2018-19. Uh, even though it was it was heartbreaking to to go to MK Dons and see, see my beloved club and lose 1-0 and essentially lose the chance of going up automatically and then... Uh, seeing seeing us draw against Newport one one away uh, in the first leg of the playoff final uh, playoff semi final sorry and then losing on penalties um, it, it was heartbreaking but it was a season where all the fans believed all the fans backed David Fleckcroft and all the fans knew that that promotion is in sight uh, but it wasn't meant to be and we've obviously uh, been on a more of a downward spiral but I'm, I'm hoping and I'm confident that Nigel Clough can the best out of the club uh, this season
0: I hope so too I forgot to look up where Tyler Walker is now he was the top scorer while on loan son of Dez of course
1: Tyler I, Tyler Walker is playing for Coventry now so funnily enough um, we'll be facing Coventry uh, City in a, in a pre-season friendly so hopefully we do see Tyler back at the one stadium uh, in July
0: and will you get to go in July?
1: I, I, I hope so um, if, it, if it's not as a, if it's not as a fan then certainly a journalist but uh, I'm excited to to go back to the one club. I mean, I've been I've been plenty of times during the the, the last campaign, the twenty, twenty, twenty one campaign, uh which has been which has been a, a mixture uh, of emotions, losses, dreadful losses, and then winning five on the bounce, uh, on under Nigel Cloth. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun. It's been relatively um stress free, shall we say, uh reporting on Mansfield with with no fans. But but I'm I'm hopeful and uh, many fans are hopeful but they'll be back
0: soon and I, I do hope that, that, uh, that fans return to grounds as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm into that, especially Watford fans because we're a Premier League team again and uh, last time we played at home in the Premier League in front of any fans, it be Liverpool. Uh, so funny things can happen at this football club. But down at Mansfield Town... Where you have to account for comings and goings. Uh, you've said goodbye to Nikki Maynard, who is a name I know very well. Signed from Berry, and he helped you survive in that lockdown season. Have you spoken to Nikki? And if not, would you ask him about Berry? I've not
1: spoken to Nicky, No, I mean it's it's, it's been really weird with with Nikki. Um, obviously, had a stellar 2019-20 campaign where where we were we were near the bottom end of the table, but Obviously survived, and he his goals essentially did did really help us to uh, to stay up. But th- this campaign with with Nicky has been a bit weird one because he, he was under a one year contract with us, and we re-signed him, and it's and it's kind of been a waste um, with with him because he, he's been out on uh, he went out on loan to Newport. He scored that uh, playoff semi final uh, winner uh, this year, uh, and obviously Newport are staying in League Two again this year, but. He's, he's one of the he's one um, of the high earners of the club, and let, letting him go, I think um, we definitely do need a striker that is able to um, to to bag um, the goals this season alongside Jordan Bowery and Jamie Reed. Um, but regard of the Barry situation, is uh, I spoke to Danny Rose, uh, oh. the the now the now Northampton striker, and he spoke about. Uh, he spoke about the situation uh, regarding Barry. And it, it, sometimes it was it was a payment from an un, unknown company, an unknown entity that was coming into his bank account. So it, it was definitely a weird situation with Barry. But if, if I got to, to speak to, to Nicky, I'd, I'd obviously uh, inquire more about that because he was he was there uh, more of a time where uh, things were spiraling. Um, really downwards, yeah. uh, in, a, in a downward spiral. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely speak to him about
0: that. And it can't happen again. And it will happen again. Um, but as, um, I think it was Colin Murray on Fighting Talk, quite, ac- quite accurately said, hey, English football fans uh, protesting against your billionaire owners, where were you when, and then he reeled off the list, is it Coventry, Charlton, Bury, Bolton, Macclesfield, on and on and on. Uh, Mansfield, not one of them because of the Radford connection. Um, when did you first go to what I will call field mill
1: uh, Yeah, it was it was field mill when i went uh funnily enough it, i believe it was during the twenty eleven twelve seasons so I was roughly i was i was ten years old my primary school were doing a competition and i and I got a free ticket so as as soon as as soon as I went to the game with my parents and my and my younger brother, I, I kind of fell in love with the club it really it really did speak speak out to me as it's a local community coming together uh, on a match day, on a Saturday or whether it's a Tuesday. The club uh, have been have been close to my heart ever ever since. It's, it's going to be it's going to be ten years, ten years now with the club. It's been a, it's been a great journey that we've been on, and obviously one promotion in that time. So yeah, it's it's, it's been fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many other Nottingham Trent? journalism students are mansfeldian
1: only one from my knowledge the one the one that does that does support mansfield is is also local so you you've got you've got to see that local community means a lot to to people to the, to the people of mansfield and yeah they support their club very very heavily
0: that is superb um i can't ask you to name the 11 who came second to darlow Darlington in the FA Trophy final. You beat Luton in the semi-final. Yay. Uh, although I'm not one of those Watford fans who thinks Luton is not wonderful. They are quite wonderful. 2011, you were fighting in the conference, as it was then, hadn't been rebranded. Your manager was Duncan Russell. Uh, what kind of football did he play?
1: When I went to watch Haston, I believe, uh, at, at Field Mill, it was, it was more of a in it up in the air, in the air route worn headers, it was it was kind of a game as, as as you might know as heads of volleys essentially. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a strange it was a strange uh, type of football. But I mean, we survived in the conference for another year, which I mean, as as a club, as John Radford and Carolyn most wanted to survive in the conference
0: and and build on uh, for the future. And who was it that got you up in 2013?
1: <sighs> it's, it's got to be one of the heroes. It's, it was Matt Green. Three minute, three minutes to go. Uh, Matt Green gets played through. He slots it past uh, the Darlington goalkeeper, and essentially sends us up um, as champions of the conference. And I wasn't—I wasn't at the game, but I was at the final game of the season against against Wrexham, and uh, the trophy was was awarded to us then uh, as we as we won won the league. And it was it was a fantastic um, achievement uh, by the squad. And as a as a, as a young boy, uh, it was it was something that
0: that has really stuck with me uh, for for the whole of my life, really. Good. There is something about going down, starting from scratch. I spoke to Tom Metcalf, who uh, is involved with the Gascast podcast, uh, Bristol Rovers, whom you may know well. Bristol Rovers are back down and you'll be playing Bristol Rovers next season in League Two. But they went down similarly to the National League and leapt out. It is incredible how often in the last couple of visits... Uh, by fans of the football library, the name Steve Evans have come up. Do you want to add anything to Steve Evans apart from loud, obnoxious, and sacked
1: <laughs> I, think, I think that list really sums up Steve Evans there. It was a time period where where he came in we were pushing for the playoffs and then and then he left and he disappeared and we we ultimately failed to to clinch for playoffs and it's it, it really left a bitter bit of taste in all of Mansfield Town's
0: uh, fans' uh, mouths, really. It's such a shame because he's such a nice bloke. No, he isn't. He is loud and obnoxious and got sat and left. David Flipgroff took over. If you are... um, I don't know if you play football manager, but if you've got a target to reach and you don't hit that target, surely you give them a chance for a few... Give them a window to build on it. But no... Losing to Newport in the semi-finals, Flickcroft departs, perhaps knowing that uh, compensation would have to be paid for him to leave anyway. Do you think the general view of Stagg's fans is that Flickcroft could have um, got Mansfield up in the next season, as it was? Uh, it was the uh, lockdown season, which uh, was a real struggle. Uh, but yes, Flickcroft left. It was a bit of a surprise.
1: Yeah, it really surprised most of the fans. Well, as, as when it was announced it was it was kind of it was kind of the morning of not not getting through to the playoff final which most fans really really didn't take take it lightly because we were we were on such a good run and um the last couple of games really hindered us from going up automatically and losing in the playoffs was was just a bitter pill to swallow but I personally I, st- I still would have stuck with David Flickroth. I would have given him at least another season to see where um, where the Stags could have finished under him, and with, we, like you said, the, the the lockdown period when it hit, I, I really, I really thought that if if we if we still had the same squad, if if we managed to get a capable um, forward uh, instead of Tyler Walker because he he returned back to Nottingham Forest uh, after his loan finished, uh, I, I definitely thought we could have been up there, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, David Flaycroft moved on, and now I believe he is uh, at Port Vale as managing director or director of football.
0: Absolutely right. Mansfield. I was just I was just looking that up. But, yeah, director of football uh, at Port Vale, who um, I spoke to the lads from the Ale and the Vale podcast. There doesn't seem to be a Mansfield Town podcast.
1: There is. There is. Mansfield Matters. Mansfield Matters is a very good, man, uh, very good podcast, and they do regular podcasts um, about... Uh, about the games and after the games, but I, I, I don't know whether it's whether it's on the the platforms, the audio platforms, because they do it they do it more visually on on Facebook etc. But they they do a very good job in in sharing the views of every fansville town fan after a game or before
0: the game. MTFC Matters dot co dot uk by fans for fans, started by Craig Priest ten years ago. Uh, so well. I'd better go. It is on Facebook as well. Um, do you contribute?
1: I do not. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I might get. I might get in touch with with Craig and and see if, if, if and see if I am able to to contribute. But I'd I'd really love to. Um, it it definitely broadened the horizon. Broadcast journalistic Wise, and yeah, I'd, I'd really. I'd, I think it. I think it'd be
0: great from because you have the knowledge of the club. That's what I enjoy. When I listen to, for example, Progress with Unity, uh, which is Wigan Athletic, or um, there's the Boundary, Push the Boundary, Oldham, uh, Gascast as well, the they can take the long view. It's not sack the manager, sack the manager, sack the manager every five minutes, which is what the big podcasts are about. Here's, here's a question, and I, I mention our friend Robbie Lyle often, and Mr. DT, who is a professional Arsenal fan. What do you think of these fans who have been elevated to kind of mouthpieces for the club?
1: Well, I mean, it's it, essentially that they are displaying their views. I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. They, they are using uh, the platform of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to, to essentially um, say their views on their club, which I mean, I don't, I don't see as a, as, a, as a bad thing. But if, if you're saying sat the manager every two minutes, it, it does get really annoying and really repetitive in a sense. But they're, they're viewing their opinion uh, on the club, and each to their own view, really.
0: As in many cases, some opinions are more correct than others. If you, all I want with opinions and DT is bless Liam. He's very good. He's forty three. He should know better sometimes. Really, if you cut him, he bleeds red appropriately, and the knowledge of what has gone on not just the Invincibles and Wenger but back into the 80s is such that if you're a proper fan a fanatic about a club you'll be able to roll off uh, a big list of past players for instance Mansfield Town what year did they join the Football League
1: 1931
0: brilliant very well done joined the Football League in 31 uh, and then the promotion took you up to the second tier in which season the second division as it was then
1: Uh, I believe we got promoted as runners up in Division Three in 1950
0: 51, oh, okay, that's not the answer on the card, um, but I'll take that.
1: What's the answer on your
0: card? Hang on, let me let me have a look. The answer on my card is 77.
1: The answer, yeah, you've got you've got 77 uh, because we were we were promoted we were promoted as as champions in 1976 77. We were, we finished in uh, the Football League Division 3 North as runners-up in 1950-51. Oh,
0: ah, OK. Well, that really is news to me. That's, that shows that you should never just look at the Wikipedia page. But yes, to be in that side, do you have people who remember and have told you about those great games? Because you would have been playing Chelsea that year. I've not really been told about those
1: periods. I mean, you, you do you do have to read about it yourself, but... With with the older fans and the wiser fans that have been around around those periods, you get you you hear um, talking about knocking out uh, football royalty in West Ham at Field Mill uh, in the FA Cup, and it, and it's just those games where it really sticks with you, and you you kind of want to as as a younger person read more into what the club has done in previous uh, eras where where you wasn't really about. So yeah, it's, it was. The, the 60s, the 70s, even the 80s were were a very enjoyable uh, period for the older fans, especially.
0: Yeah, um, just looking at the table, Mansfield did finish 21st that season. Went straight back down, but um, Millwall, Luton, Burnley, Fulham, Crystal Palace, Sunderland, uh, who'd come down from the First Division, and Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, here's a you might not know this: who won the league? Who won the Second Division 1978? No
1: idea. I'd probably
0: guess like Chelsea. Nah, Bolton Wanderers, who have also Ooh. had a very up-and-down recent history. So that's, that's as much history of Mansfield Town as I know that the likes of Carlton Palmer have been managers. Um, but before we look at the famous players, and I ask you for your best 11, uh, firstly, here is your laminated football library card. It's got Brian Glanville on it, but for you, and it's Martin. Martin Tyler will be on yes. it. Yes, um, this fantastic. this summer is um, what I get. Will you be supporting Poland and England this summer?
1: Just Poland. Just Poland. Just sticking with my roots. I'd
0: say. Very interesting. Uh, Spain on the nineteenth. Sweden on the twenty third. Manager Paulo Souza is like the third manager in a year. Uh, you've got the most prolific striker in world football and ten other players. Uh, is Fabianski <laughs> in goal? Who's playing in goal for Poland? It's it's either Fabianski or Szczeny, but personally
1: personally, I, I, I'd stick with Fabianski. As he's been he's been one of the most reliable Polish goalkeepers we've had in a very long time.
0: Who else is in the squad? Milik. Um,
1: you've got you've got loads of players. You've got like you, like you just mentioned Mihal Helik. You've got Kamil Glik, Jan Bednarek from Southampton, uh, Piotr Zielinski from Napoli, Akadius Milik from now now plays for Marseille but on loan from from. Uh, from Napoli. Sistov Piontek was supposed to go but he's injured. The biggest star that you're that you're looking at is Robert Lewandowski and if he can deliver um goals and if he can be assisted by his teammates uh, accordingly, I think I think he'll have a superb t- tournament and Poland also will
0: have a good tournament. Yeah, you've got to qualify um ahead of Slovakia, which I hope you do Uh, And then you'll know better than me uh, whom uh, E1, E2 or E3 are going to play. If you top the group, uh, you'll be playing a third place team. If you come second in the group, you'll be playing one of Croatia, Scotland, England, uh, Czech Republic. So do you hope that um, Poland have played England many, many, many times in your lifetime? Uh, I think it would be great for England. I keep doing this. Because uh, I'm a pessimist, it'd be great for England if Robert Lewandowski's goals knocked England out in the second round, which would precipitate kind of oh no, football's not coming home. What on earth do we do? Uh, so, are you hopeful of getting England, or would you rather get someone else?
1: Definitely England. I mean, with with most of my with most of my mates, we're we're looking at we're looking at that that really side of the bracket, and you're thinking hopefully we get England just just for just for the rivalry, just for. The, the culture, shall we say, just for the just for the just for the laps. And if Robert Lewandowski was to was to knock England out of the tournament, I would not feel sorry. I mean, he's 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 a prolific striker for, for a reason. He's he's broken Gerd Muller's record for a reason because he's consistently good. And if he can replicate that at Euro twenty twenty, is it still called? What could happen? I, I don't know. I, I really do hope we get England though, just just because it, it, it would be funny just to come up, uh, uh, just come up to my friends and be like, "Yeah, Robert Lewandowski's about to knock you out of the tournament." And, and if, uh, if that does happen, then wow, what an achievement!
0: Fascinatingly, the tie would be uh, on Monday, June twenty eighth at five o'clock. Where would it be? Copenhagen, uh, Copenhagen.
1: We play, we play, Poland play our games in St. Petersburg and one elsewhere, somewhere. So it's, uh, Copenhagen, I mean, different climate. I mean, we've, we've, we've sent it, sen- I was about to say sent St. Petersburg, but I mean, St. Petersburg, Russia. I'm, I'm, I'm looking excited. I'm, 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 looking forward to, to the European Championships.
0: Yeah, it'll be a fascinating game. The Saturday night fixture uh, on the 19th is in Sevilla. Spain against Poland. So I'll try and get this out before or after that. Um, I know no. I don't know the word "good luck" in Polish, um, but I'm my great grandmother fled Wodz. So I'm. Of po- I have Polish blood within me. So they're my kind of third team. I lived in Scotland for five years. So England, Scotland, Poland is what we're looking for this summer. Um, so best of luck to. Polsky. Polska, Polska, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's right. Polski is the adjective, as in Polsky Um Famous Mansfield players. Um, I can list them, but I want you to list your best 11. I don't know if you wanted to do it from the players you have seen or the players in the history that you've read about, but it's up to you.
1: I've gone with the best 11 of my time um, because I've obviously seen them, but you can, you can tick off your... Kevin Birds, yeah. There's, there's so many good players in that. Ron Arnold. There's so many good players of the past, that I've gone with, with um, my best 11 of all time.
0: Uh, of, all time, of, my time. of your time. Well, uh, just to put that in context, Albert Scanlon, who came through Manchester United's youth system. John McClellan sold to Rangers and then even more successfully to Watford. Uh, Stuart Boehm, who had two spells. Colin Calderwood, who started his career there. Kevin Hitchcock, Chelsea's reserve goalkeeper. A.D. Boothroyd, uh, who took Watford up to the Premier League. Tony Ford played 116 of his 1,000-plus appearances uh, for Mansfield. And Kevin Pilkington, the goalkeeper who came from Everton. Um, I guess Gareth Jellyman, who famously threw a wobbly, according to Jeff Stelling, is before your time.
1: Yes, yes. I believe
0: so. Well, he has the best name and uh, I hope he gets royalties for giving Jeff Stelling's first book his title. Are you a Jeff Stelling fan?
1: Yes, I, I, I do like Jeff I do like all the Soccer Saturday crew, really. I mean, it, you, you, just, you just turn the TV on and it's, it's, it's very enjoyable to see to see a, a couple of a couple of men and now female um, presenters um, really commentating on the football action throughout Saturday. But yeah, I... I enjoy watching watching um, Soccer Saturday on a Saturday morning to afternoon to evening, really.
0: Yeah, because they start it very early. And then it, you just kind of flick over after the lunchtime game and before the game. It is just football, football, football for the last year. And we're in this summer of football. Uh, Mansfield begin the 2021-22 season very soon. And how many current players make your 11? That's what I'm fascinated to know.
1: Well, there's one that's, that's leaving... I've got in goal. I've I've, I've picked the the, the famous uh, Alan Marriott. Um He's he's made he made over two hundred appearances for the Stags. And uh, funny enough, as a, as a goal under his name after after scoring against uh, one call, one club called Wrexham uh, from his penalty box. Didn't know that. So, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was enjoyable just to see. It, uh, it was more of a win taking the ball and looping over they the all goal count. His head. They all count. And it, it was an enjoyable goal to watch, really.
0: Marriott was in goal for the FA Trophy final in 2011. He was. And the back four were Silk, Foster, Naylor and Spence.
1: Exactly. But none of those, none of those, unfortunately, make my my eleven. One current player, which is which is leaving, which uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck a plug in there. I've wrote uh, I've wrote an article about for um, our, our football magazine, which is Mal Benning. Uh, after six years at the club, Mr. Consistent Sir Mal Benning, whatever you want to call him, uh, is a fantastic servant uh, for the club, scoring. Many fantastic strikes against against Dagenham and Redbridge and Exeter, uh, Exeter City. He's known as Sir uh, Mal Benning because of his goal against Chesterfield, which which sent them down essentially. So yeah, it was, he's one. He's, he's at left back. My two centre, central back centre backs. I've got Christian Pearce, a rock at the back and a real leader, captain. No, you you can hear him. You can hear his presence on the field uh, as soon as he comes on. Really. Uh, barking orders, etc. He was he was a player that was also uh, very key in the 2018 19 campaign alongside Mal Benning. Uh, I've got uh, Ryan Tafazoli uh, now of Wickham Wanderers also at the back. I mean Mansfield Town was was a stepping stone in his career, shall we say? But he was he was very solid at the back um, for many seasons, and obviously he, he went on to um, Hull City and now Wickham Wanderers. And I've also got uh, Lee, Be- Lee Beavers at the back, uh, one, of the, one of the players that was in the 2012-13 conference winning side and, and he made over 40 appearances in that campaign and was also uh, a very key figure in that side.
0: Uh, you mentioned our football league uh, and I have the pleasure of um, helping put it together just by looking at it. Uh, the new issue... Uh, which is released in mid June, or was released in mid June. You can follow our FL Mag on Twitter. Features pieces on Macclesfield Town, Sunderland, Barnsley, Brentford, Crawley Town, and yes, Mansfield Town's unsung hero, Sir Mal Benning. Our Ourfootballleague.co.uk. And I've written something there, but you, you don't have to read that. You want to read everything else. Uh, Your midfield. Now, are you playing four in the middle or three? I am playing four, so
1: I've gone with two, two wingers, as a sense. So I've gone with Louis Briscoe, who's another key figure in, in the 2012-13 campaign. That, that campaign really sticks in my head. I'm going to stick with that campaign with most of the players because it was he's an expl- explosive forward slash winger, but his goals were also important and he did play a part in, in future campaigns. Uh, I've gone with Adam Murray and Jimmy Maguire as my central uh, midfield pair. Uh, they both were also in the 2012-13 side. Uh, Murray was captain for the side back then, and he, he, he was a real leader. He went on to manage Mansfield uh, a couple of seasons later, but that didn't really turn out well. Uh, I believe he's currently at Barnsley doing the, uh, as a coach, um, so good to see him doing well there uh Maguire, another key figure in the title winning side and he's now a uh, a coach at Mansfield for the Academy, so it's good to to have him still at the club and still helping youngsters come through uh the Academy system there. And I've gone with CJ Hamilton as my final uh, midfielder slash winger. He's he's
0: playing for Blackpool now. He's just he's just gained promotion wow. into uh the championship.
1: Um so it's good to see him doing very well there. Uh, the 2018 19 campaign was his best. He, he had he had an eye for goal. He had a, an eye for an assist. Obviously, Tyler Walker did help him a lot there. But he's, he's he was definitely one of the standout players uh, during the 2018 19 campaign.
0: Now it, that it, it, that 2012 13 season, did you go to all the home matches and most of the away matches?
1: It was it was a case of going to to a few matches. I was, I didn't I didn't become a should we say a hardcore going to Going to games uh, on a regular basis, down until probably about the 2015, 16, uh, 2016, 17 season. But I'm money behind me because tickets, tickets to football are not cheap. Um, so yeah, it was it was a case of going here and there. But, but that campaign really is is a glorious campaign. With with only
0: a few games that I went to, it was it was it was it was fantastic. So, it was great. Don't tell me you spent Saturday afternoons watching various qualifying for Formula One races.
1: It was it was either going it was either going to the game or going to, to Formula One. It was it was a it was a variety of the both. So I'd, I'd probably stick with when when Mansfield are playing at home, for example, um, I'd, I'll go to the game. And then if if Mansfield are away and the Formula One is on, I'd I'd, I'd stick the tally on. I'd watch the likes of Hamilton, the likes of Button, back then as well, uh, simultaneously sometimes even.
0: You are, uh, wow. You yeah. are, you're not that far from Northampton, are you? So will you have been to Silverstone or, or indeed Brandt Hatch?
1: Uh, I've not been to Silverstone. I really do want to go. This, this year, it looks, it looks a bit unlikely because of the COVID situation and it be, because it'd it be just really hard to get tickets because everybody's wanting to pounce on the situation of going back. Uh, to Silverstone after a year break but unfortunately I've not been but I, I'd, I'd really love to go or even go to go to a track uh, in Europe like let's say Belgium because, uh, because that track is, is, is one of the best
0: uh, in the world. I have less than zero interest in watching cars go vroom because Murray Walker was the reason I watched it. If you haven't listened to Murray Walker read his autobiography please do. He is a one of my broadcasting heroes, and it's very sad that we can no longer have Murray Walker in our lives. I want to find out if the uh, future Lincoln City forward uh, who messed around with Joey Barton against Burnley is going to be in your 11. So who are your two strikers? Coincidentally, uh, Mr. Tyler Walker, he it was, it was, it was amazing. 20-plus goals for the Stags uh, in the
1: 2018-19 campaign. Goal machine. Outstanding for the club, and he was he was... Uh, I believe he was voted player's player of the year uh, oh, wow. in that
0: campaign. Does he still have a good um, relationship with the fans? Do the fans send him Twitter messages whenever he, there's an anniversary or something?
1: The, the fans love him. I mean, we, we were fortunate to to watch Nottingham Forest under-23s in uh, the 2019-20 pre But Tyler Walker wasn't playing because he went out on loan to uh, to Lincoln. Uh, that season, so unfortunately, we were we was not able to uh, to see him play. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I believe the fans still have a very good relationship with uh, with Tyler, and I, I hope that he does play uh, against us.
0: Is it uh, mutual? Does he like the fans? Does he interact with the fans?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I mean, after after every single game, you'd you'd see fans coming up to Tyler, Tyler Walker and, and and wanting an autograph or. Uh, wanting a picture, etc. But I I believe it's mutual. I mean, I I don't think Tyler has has a bad relationship with the club. And Mm -hmm. I I think he has fond memories with the club after the 2018-19 campaign.
0: That's very good. I remember when I was very young seeing the Des Walker own goal, which is now 30 years old. It was uh, Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest, um, who Mm -hmm. should have won the FA Cup and then perhaps Brian Clough would have retired and then perhaps Nottingham Forest wouldn't have been relegated two seasons later. But that is... Counterfactual, your eleventh player in your stag eleven.
1: It is Mr. Matt Green. He is he had various spells at the club, but ultimately his 2012-13 campaign was one of his best. I believe he scored nearly nearly thirty goals in all competitions, uh, especially with his late winner against hereford like we've already mentioned. Has has gone down as. One of one of the most important goals in Mansfield Town history, which is which is obviously seen as back uh, in League Two and into um, back into the football
0: league. Just looking at his career here, very peripatetic. He's now with Grimsby. Um, he has wow, what a great move! So off the back of that incredible season, which apparently he played sixty-two games in and scored forty goals, having uh, been on loan a couple of seasons before, he went to Birmingham.
1: Yes, he did. He did. And then, then fully enough, but, that move didn't really work out, so he came back to
0: us. Uh, he's now at Grimsby, who I th- uh, they've just gone down, haven't they? They're hopeless. Yeah. So, it makes perfect sense for Matt Green to come back to Mansfield for a third time. Nicky Maynard's gone out, he freed up the cash. I think the campaign to bring Green home, the green, green grass of home, uh, should start here. <sighs>
1: well... You'd like to think so, but I think I think his his glory days have gone past. Really, I mean, with with my whole heart, I I love Matt Green and what uh, the football he played uh, with us. But during his during his uh, third spell, when he came back uh, from mm-hmm. from Birmingham, it was it was it was kind of downhill, and I don't think he's been able to grasp the same goal scoring record that he did uh, in the twelve thirteen season. Um, but. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll need a new striker, but I don't think he'll be Matt Green any time soon, unfortunately.
0: Oh, that is a shame. Um, Yeah, I'd like to hear what he's got to say. Maybe I'll listen to the Mansfield Matters show, uh, or I will await an article in our Football League. Perhaps there'll be another from Adrian Keeter, who is... uh, You're going into your final year as a student, so um, it's going to be jolly fun this year. You do write for Prost International, and you're on Twitter as well. Uh, What ID... Uh,
1: adrian keaton media standard for a student uh, but yeah most of my most of my things go
0: up there who's the person you'd most like to interview
1: there's so many people if we're talking mansfield it'll, it'll have to be nigel clough because i'm not i've not interviewed him personally uh, and, I'd, and i'd love to interview him about his about his footballing cv about his managerial career and it, it will definitely have to be nigel clough football intent but uh, F1 sense it might be Charles Leclerc currently. I, I really like Charles Leclerc's driving style and um, what Ferrari have employed, especially uh, bringing him in. So I'd love to speak to Charles Leclerc uh, on a Formula One sense.
0: And uh, you may be able to speak to him for on the grid. Uh, the on the grid podcast is available through several platforms. I've got Anchor opened up. Uh, by the time this podcast goes out, the fifth one, perhaps the sixth one will be out this is the football library all my efforts go towards football but if anyone can get me interested in F1 or even F2 Adrian Keita, it is you have a fantastic summer a fantastic final year and uh, best of luck with endeavours trying to get your foot on the first rung of a very long ladder
1: thank you very much thank you just like the library just like the library
0: just like the library just like the library shh